All right. So we're still waiting on Ray. Hopefully he'll be here. But this is Business Acceleration Playbook Live. I am Maria Daniels. And we have our co-host here, Angela Buckley from Creatively Efficient, Jeff DeWaskin with hashtag roundup i said your name right i know yay and we have a special guest kim here and kim i'm gonna let you jump in and introduce yourself because i don't know what company to introduce you from <laughs> hi everybody hi everybody um my name is kim m Suttis, and right there's so many companies right <laughs> um, angel power holdings i have an angel power holdings al which stands for Alabama, because I do real estate in Alabama. And then I have a company here called Angel Power Holdings. It's the New York one. But what comes out of that company is something called PIP Women Rock, Passion into Purpose Women Rock. And basically what we do there is we assist women with building a conscious legacy, because a lot of times we're building unconscious legacies every single day every single day so what we do there is we help women to really be conscious of all their moves and we have five pillars that we actually go so that's kind of me in a nutshell i love it oh bray popped in there it is yay bray ladies on top hey ray i think i got feedback I don't know why, but I'll adjust. Hey, look at this. Go ahead, I'll fix on my end. So, Kim, go ahead. I know Ray introduced um, you and I whenever, what was last? It was last week, and I got to talk to you. And number one, I really loved your personality. Just over the phone, you just have this, like, just real warm and um, upbeat personality, which I really loved. And tell us a little bit about you know, side hustle. So Ray mentioned that obviously well, you mentioned at the beginning, like all the businesses you have, I am a fan of multiple streams of income and everybody has always thought I was crazy for that. And we were talking about this on the phone last week that people were like, why do you do so many things? And it's like, well, I look at it the same way as um, having a diversified portfolio. Like people think about diversifying, you know, their portfolio on the back end, but why are we not doing the same thing on the front end? And I know me and you kind of have that in common on having these multiple streams of income. And I really wanted to kind of tap in and have you speak about that because especially last year with COVID and all the things kind of just like, ah, you know, it became um, very much a necessity for a lot of people to be able to tap into those, you know, side streams of income. So can you kind of introduce kind of how you got into the mindset of having multiple streams of income? Well, actually this, probably was passed down to me from my grandmother my grandmother oh my goodness gracious she was i come from a long line of entrepreneurs first and foremost so a side hustle is always the thing uh, my grandmother used to do um i know this is dating me but she used to do these things called rent parties mortgage party excuse me it's rent when you're in an apartment and she would have all these people come over to the house they would play games and you know gamble put money on the and so that's how she she did her money that's how she made additional money that's how she paid for her house she also worked for the board of ed um but that was like very small but her big money came from her hustles so i basically inherited that you know how you get those wonderful genes where you get those great teeth and that yeah. wonderful hair? Well, I got that entrepreneur 
gene in me. So that's where it started. I, I, when I graduated from college, um, I couldn't find a job. I mean, like for real, I just couldn't find a job. And that's when I launched my very first business called Kem's Creation. And it was a handcrafted greeting card company. And from time to time as hustlers and entrepreneurs, um, I go back to it. I go back to it. So from time to time, I may create a brand new card and then launch it out there from time to time. Or even if I'm feeling like I need some extra money, let's be real. Uh, I need some extra money. And Mother's Day is coming. Let me throw these cards together really quickly. Sell them out. Because they always, everything sells out for Mother's Day. I'm just saying. Yeah. Please do. So from there, oh gosh, I can't even begin to like how many different things I did over the years. But what I do now is the most profitable thing that I do now, two things. One is I do tax liens. Okay. So what that does, it gives me the passive income without me doing a whole bunch of work. I'm just saying. I like that passive income. I like that every single month my property manager sends me some money and I didn't do a thing for it. I did one thing, and that was buy a house, fix it up, and I've had tenants in there ever since I bought the house. So that's the the most profitable one. Um, and I believe that it's something you spoke about, portfolio, okay? That's something that everybody should have in their portfolio, real estate. And a lot of times we don't go into it because we think we have to have this large amount of money to get into real estate when that's not really the case there are there are places sometimes you can do no money down this is true however it's always good to have a little bit of skin in the game so with tax liens i bought a three-family house in alabama montgomery I got it out the sale for $1,500. I would have got it cheaper than that, but somebody was bidding against me, so I just had to bring my New York stuff. $1,000. He was like, oh, you can have it. So so that three-family house that I paid hundred—I mean, that I paid $1,500 for, I sold about two weeks ago for six grand. So talk about money just coming in. Now, with the $6,000, I'm able to go into another property. I'm able to buy another lien. You know what I mean? I bought a four family one in Gary, Indiana. I hope y'all all heard that Gary, Indiana <laughs> for $500 a four family house. I put $25,000 into the house. The house is wonderful. Everything is great, but something happened. We didn't x-ray the ground before we pulled. There was a bush. There was something like a bush tree. We didn't x-ray the ground. And guess what happened? It shifted the foundation. So therefore, it's like, oh, that was like the perfect deal. Like $500, $25,000, fix it up, put four families in there. But now I got a big old hole. And so now it's, going, it's costing me like $22,000 to fix it. But still in all. It's still a great buy regardless because just like what they did in Brooklyn and Bed-Stuy, downtown Brooklyn is exactly what they're doing in Gary, Indiana. Did I say Gary, Indiana? I want all of you to catch that. I want y'all to catch that because Gary, Indiana. A, lot people, a lot of people are sleeping on that. So anyway, 
So tax liens is the way I think that people should try to get into real estate. It doesn't cost a lot of money, as you can tell, but it does cost time. It does cost some time because there's a difference between a tax lien sale and a tax deed sale. One you walk out that one you walk out of the courthouse with the actual deed to the house, like for pennies on a dollar, and then the other one you walk out with a certificate stating that you paid the person's debt. But you have mm -hmm. to wait a certain time in order to actually get the property. So I think that's like my most profitable um, side hustle, and it's a part of it's a part of my what you call it. It's a part of my wealth. Um, building a portfolio. And I think that we all need to have it. And this is a great way for your audience to get into it. Really, just, just dive in it. Just do it. Start now. Absolutely. So what about, I'm sorry. No, what, ahead, about, what about auctions? So I don't, I think we have a lot of, in Ohio, we have auctions that are government foreclosures. Are you familiar um, with those? Is it different in I, different states? I don't do um, auctions. I don't okay. do auctions, even though a tax lien sale is just the same as an auction. Mm. Honestly, because you go in there and you bid. So it's basically the same thing, which is very interesting. Um, Ohio right now, I don't know if they're a tax lien or anything like that, because about mm, last year, I was actually looking for something. And where was it? Where was it in Ohio? I found this property. They were selling it for 100000 It was like 33 one-bedroom apartments. And it's exactly what I wanted it because I wanted that to be, um, I wanted to do senior apartments, not senior living, yep. right. senior apartments. Right. And that place was perfect. They were selling it for a hundred thousand. I was like, oh. but the problem was the red tape that they had. Cause you know, in Ohio right now, they're giving you money to build. They're giving you all this money to build. But where I wanted to buy was here. And this was the line where they <clears> cut <throat> it off. So it was no need of me going into the deal because I already knew it was going to cost me a half a million dollars just to get that thing up and running. And if I couldn't get the incentives from right. the city, I can't even remember what city it was in. But anyway, and I actually bought two other partners in. I bought two other partners in. But an auction, a sale is all the same thing. Foreclosures, I don't really deal with foreclosures. Not at all. Unless I got to foreclose on you to get out the property. I'm just saying. So, so you, you, you do you this, you bring in people, you bring in people to help kind of structure the deal and, and mitigate the risk. Um, it depends on what I'm doing. That particular project was not a tax lien sale or anything like that. That was just me looking to put senior apartments in place. So I bought in two other gentlemen, one way younger than me. He's a runner. He was out there. He was he was the best. And then I brought another brother in from um he was the finance guy. Oh, it's got to have those great people on your team. You got to have a runner. Always got to have a runner and you always got to have a finance person. So they came in and they actually yes. 
you always supposed to have a team, even if you're buying tax liens and stuff like that, you got to know what you're going to do afterwards. And if you're in a state that you're not familiar with, it's definitely um, important that you actually put a team together. So yes to your question. <laughs> hey, Ken, let me ask you, uh, is you participate in an, a plethora of things. Uh, I know you do the real estate, but you also do a, a women's group um, and a number of other things. So as an entrepreneur, how do you keep all the balls in the air? How do you manage everything? I mean, a lot of people will try to have different streams of income and do different projects. Something falls here, something falls here. How do you manage yours? Um, um, great question. I'm trying to figure it out as I go. I'm just being real because uh, PIP Women Rock suffered um, a great deal to the point that I had to stop doing live events, that I had to now create an online presence. So I'm very- saying what that is. Because I don't, I don't know if people know what that is. PIP Women Rock. What exactly? What is oh, that? sorry about that. Uh, Passion into Purpose Women Rock. So what it is is a, a woman's organization. Uh, the age range is really 32, 35, 32 and up. The original thought behind it was working with women who were single and no children because that's um that's a group that always gets looked over like oh you don't have no responsibilities because you don't have any children oh you don't have no responsibility because you're not married oh why should you buy insurance you're single you don't have no responsibilities da, 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 da. when in fact insurance is actually one of those worth excuse me wealth tools that you need whether you're single or not, you still need it. Mm -hmm. So PIP Women Rock helps women to build legacies. We have five areas that we deal with. Safe, family, fun, because you always got to have some fun, wealth building, and wellness. So in the group, I put up different things that just like this week, this month, actually, I'm doing a, um, a bingo challenge where I have this bingo card and there's all these different things on there for you to do. And they have to take a picture of whatever they're doing that's on the card and whoever um, does the most gets a nice little gift certificate from me in Amazon. Um, but we talk about different things. We talk about retirement. We talk about health. We talk about faith and not faith in the sense of religion. Because that's another thing. We don't even deal with that. We deal with faith in terms of yourself and believing in yourself. And also, I did mention earlier that we deal with the conscious and the unconscious legacy. So let's talk about that for a quick second. A conscious legacy is you teaching everybody behind you that's coming up with you your children, your nieces, your nephew, the community, you're teaching them something consciously. The unconscious legacy is you're smoking in front of your children. You are um, doing, not keeping a clean house, not keeping a clean car. 
cussing in front of your children. Um, anything that's negative and your child can see. So you're in the car. I heard this young man talk about this. He's in the car and his daughter is repeating everything. So you know he's road rage. He's what are you doing over here? And what does she does? What does she do? This car. Ah, what are they doing over here? But those are unconscious legacies. Sometimes they can be broken, and sometimes they just take lots of roots in you, and you can't get rid of them. So. The group is there to be able to bring consciousness to the things you're doing on a daily basis, actually, so that you're building a legacy. Because at the end of the day, you're going to build a legacy whether you want to or not, whether you want to or not. I'm sure that there are several people who passed away that didn't even think that they were going to create this legacy. But guess what? They have. Absolutely. So I love my group. Um, and that's one of those groups. I mean, that's one of the things that I would do that actually got lost in the source. Um, and it's funny because Ray has definitely been encouraging me to come back into the world with it um, and take it offline. Because at one point we were, we did events every single quarter, every single quarter we did Kites, cupcakes, and conversation. Everybody got a kite. Everybody got cupcakes. Everybody got water. And we had conversations. So I would bring in authors or different speakers. And we would just talk about a lot of different things, like getting your will in order. You know what I mean? Get your will in order. You think at 21 that you shouldn't have a will, that you shouldn't have a um, health proxy, that you shouldn't have a power of attorney. No, you need to have those things. And these are the type of conversations we have when we get together because you forget. You forget you had a brand new child. You need to put the child on the well. Oh, the child died. You need to take the child off the insurance. Oh, are there beneficiaries on your insurance? You know what I mean? So um, I also work with a company called Legal Shield. And that helps me to bring affordable services to the community, like a will. As each of you know, a will can cost you $1,500. And for you to have to upgrade it, amend it, add something, could cost you an arm and a leg. So while I'm in the community, while I'm with this group, I actually bring a service to them, as well as everybody else that's around me. And that's one of the other side hustles. And that got lost in the source. And the truth be told, Ray, over the last year, a lot of stuff got lost in the source because I partnered up with somebody to do a game truck. That's a whole nother ball game. That's a whole nother type of money. Yeah. That's a whole type, another type of money. That's that. I'm going to retire money. That's what, did what you that do? what was it? it a game I, part, I partnered with someone to do a game truck. What's a game? Yeah. What do you mean by game truck? They play games different places. Exactly. Fun. So it's mobile. So it's a trailer. It's 24 feet long. It's a trailer. And inside we have TVs and video games. I actually um, saw one over over this past weekend that she was doing. Thank you, Ray, for coming out. <laughs> um, oh, I see it. It's, we have, 
we have three trucks now. Two years ago, um, <clears throat> actually next month, two years ago, that's when the business actually started. And so we now have three trucks. One of our trucks has 10 TVs in it. We do, we go into the community, we do some free events, but people pay us. And in the pandemic, when people were losing their jobs and stuff like that, we were making money out there. We were out there. And I tell people all the time, if you have an idea, you have a passion, if it can be mobile, make it mobile. Absolutely. Make it mobile. Because that means you can go anywhere and everywhere. Like everybody, especially now, People are desperate to be outside. People are desperate right. to do things for their children and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And so with that business, I was also able to launch my photography business. Like, oh my God, like you got all these different things. You got all these different things. I find it normal. I find it completely normal. I'm, I'm, <laughs> my, my list is long. I love it. I love you. It's awesome. So we find that normal because yep. that's what we that's what we do. Oh. But the average person be like, Oh, I know. <laughs> I can barely make it to my first job. <laughs> Let alone, but you know, you got to love what you do. I love the game truck business. I love my PIP women. I love my photography. Like my photography business is about to go to the next level this year because of a new device that I'm actually adding to it. Shout out to Team Bouncy who introduced me to it. And I'm so excited about that. So excited. So, but it is hard to balance. It is hard to balance. The real estate, I don't have to worry about because I have a proper property manager. But everything else, I have to make time for. I have mm -hmm. to, you know, you have that calendar and you got to, okay, on Tuesdays and Thursdays, you're going to work on PIP stuff. On Monday and Wednesday, you're going to work on your photographs. And then on Friday, Saturday, Sunday is game truck. Like just before we actually um, got on the show here, sorry about that. On the show here, I was editing some photos from that party that Ray came by and saw us. So I was editing some photos and oh my goodness, took this really great photo of this little boy, but anyway, I digress. So, Aww. you know, you gotta just, it's, you gotta put a schedule together. I learned that over the last two years because poor PIP women rock, even though I was super active online, I didn't do any events. So this year I'm actually gonna do my Tyson Cupcake. I'm happy think about that. I think that's great. Do you find, and I'm, I see a lot of similarities in myself and you, you're super high energy and you have all these ideas and you put them out there and let's see if it works. And I like that. That's a lot like my personality, but um, do you find that you get bored with some of your ideas sometimes? So one of the things I like about being an entrepreneur is that I literally can dream things into being like, I think about it, you know, I make sure it's viable in my mind and then I just launch it out there. I'm like, let's see if it works. You know, I am, I, I'm a jumper. I've always been a jumper. I'm a little bit more of a hesitant jumper the older I get, but I'm still a jumper. It's like, let's try it. But I, all, my favorite thing is the process of getting it to be a working machine. And then with some things I like to continue on, but with other things, I'm like, okay, it works now. I'm bored. Time to put this on, put you in charge of this and go on to the next thing. It sounds like you may be kind of like that, but I was wanting to ask to see, like, 
do you tend to get bored with some of your ideas or is it like you just stay liking every idea you have? Um, I'm going to say yes and no, because with my greeting card company, um, I got bored. What, once I create something and I put it out there, it's, it's loved or it's not loved or whatever the case is. And I'm continuous. I'm like, I need to do something new. I need to do something else. I need to just add a little bit to it. And that's what happened with my greeting card company. Um, with, um, the photography, eh, not so much. No, it's always exciting. It's always exciting because I get to create something every single time I take a photo. Every single time I get to create something brand new. I get to go home. I get to edit it. I get to do this. I get I love it. With real estate, I don't get bored. I don't get bored. I don't get bored. And in fact, I love it every time I make a mistake. Like one time I, um, let's talk about this for a moment. (laughs) (laughs) When I teach about tax liens, I tell everybody, make sure you get some eyes on it. I don't care. I know people, I bought I bought sight unseen, but I tell people, make sure you get some eyes on you. If you can't get down there, make sure you send somebody down there. I don't care if they're three counties away. You pay them some dollars, send them out there. So I bought a house. I was so happy. I bought a attack plane. I was so happy. Woohoo! Hey, I got to say for $300. It was a really big lot. It was really, oh my God. I was like, I'm going to make some money. And then the county knocked it down. Before I could redeem it. So it was in this redemption time and it got knocked down. And then they turned around and built me $5,300. What? How'd you get billed? For cleanups? She owned the property. On the property, that's clean I up. Got, yeah, that's clean up. Right, I got I got built because they knocked it down. They oh. knocked it down, and because oh. they knocked it down, they charged and you for me, the knockdown. I had mm-hmm. to pay, and it was a really huge lot, so I already knew it was going to be five thousand dollars. Now the taxes on the property was only eight hundred and eighteen dollars. Like um, for real, and that was for two years. But once they knocked it down, I let it go. I was like, oh, I'm not messing with that. I'm not messing with that. I was trying to sell it, <laughs> but there was a swamp in the backyard. Guess what? <laughs> I didn't, because I didn't go check the property. I didn't have somebody check the property. That's where your team comes into play. It's not a big deal. You grab somebody up. Hey, girl, what's going on? Hey, boy, what's going on? Can you do me a favor? Can you go over to 2271 Loring Place over there in the North Bronx? Take some pictures of the property that's abandoned. Because I bought that property sight unseen. It's just like the other property that I sold for 6000 I bought it sight unseen. But when I did see it, it was the worst property ever. Like I had squatters from OMG. Like I had squatters, I couldn't get rid of them. And then on top of that, there was a foundational issue because the house was cranked up. So I said to myself, now y'all didn't saw this house and y'all want to pay me $6,000? Thank you. I'll take it. Bye. 
Y'all know what y'all getting into. Y'all done seen it a couple of times. But anyway, I got Um, But I love when these things happen. Like, I, I, would, I thought I was reading a contract right, but guess what? When I decided I didn't want to take a property from HUD, they kept my $500. Mm-hmm. Read the contract. I'm just saying. Read oh, yeah. the contract. Get somebody to read it if you don't know how to read it. Because I don't know... I don't know what happened. We I missed that. And guess what ended up happening? I was out of five hundred dollars. But praise God I was able to write that. Yeah. Right. And you won't do it again, right? So Angela talks a lot about failing forward. She's got a whole presentation she does, and you learn so much more from your failures. It's I love mistakes. I love mistakes. Yep. I love mistakes. The but I love of, mistakes that I can actually write off. That, those are really good mistakes. <laughs> that I'm okay term. with oh, just saying. Sorry. Uncle <laughs> Sam, hey, here's my sweater. So nice. Yeah, I love. I love. I just love it. So I don't get bored in real estate. I don't get bored in my photography. Um, all it does is it pushes me to the next level. Like, okay, so. What are we going to buy next? So right now, what I'm looking to do is I'm looking to do owner finances because that's something I always tell people they can do. However, I'm like, I've never done it. So now I'm in the process of looking for something. Interesting enough, there was a, um, a nice little piece of property in East Elmhurst, Queens. $1.7 million. It was a seven unit. And I was like, first of all, that was cheap as hell. Yeah. Because houses in Queens, Queen, a regular a house seven in unit. Queens, yeah, seven units. It's over half a million dollars. I'm like, what's wrong with that property? But I approached him and I asked him, would he be willing to find it? He said, sure, if you come to come to the table with 600000 I just that's said owner finance. What part of that did you did not hear? That's <laughs> the challenge with owner finance, right? Is yeah. you they want a lot more down usually. This is true. But there are people who are willing to do it. So with that particular deal, I actually strayed away from it. But if I really wanted to go back, I would tell them, hey, let's do owner finance on the down thing. Which is six hundred thousand. I can go to the bank and get four hundred thousand. That's like nothing. But um, how about let's finance that six hundred thousand? That's another way of doing owner finance. Yeah. So in like maybe two years, maybe even maybe even a year, and go back to the bank, refinance the whole property. So that's your way of actually getting in. And I have to um, really credit that to Carol St. Carl who is a dear friend of mine, and she is a beast in the real estate game. So, you know, real estate is all men. You know, they like to come in, no offense, brother, but they like to come in and they like to bully you. Mm, mm, mm. So us women got to go out there and, and bully them back. So shout out to Carol St. Park, um, who's been amazing. Not speaking as a bully, but um, I kind of want to bring this back a little bit to entrepreneurship because you keep a lot of balls in the air, right? But let's talk about the, the legal part of it for a moment. So I, I just want to go back over. You've got the game truck. 
you got PIP, you've got legal shield, you got photography, you've got real estate, right? If I'm an entrepreneur, I probably want to have an incorporation of some sort to envelop all of this. Absolutely. Um, so tax wise, I mean, how, I'm not trying to get personal, but how do you manage all this tax wise? Well, the game truck is not in my name. I don't have any legal ties to that. Um, so at the end of the year, I receive a 1099. Uh, the in terms of the real estate and all of that, I have two. I have three entities. Um, one is not active, um, so you know that's a you just pay nothing on that. Um, but I have, and I have out of state. That's the other thing. I have two out of state companies. So how do I juggle it? It's called the CPA. Yep. That's what I was going to say. I can't juggle right. mine. I hand it to my CPM like, good luck. <laughs> right. Exactly. I go there with, 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 with the receipts and be like, all right, I'll see you later. <laughs> she be like, she, oh my goodness. She always says, Kim, you need to find another, you need to find a new system. And I actually, one year I found this really great system and she was so proud of me. And then the next year I went back to my old. I did end up getting a bookkeeper finally. Um, when I thought I was keeping my own books, there weren't books at all. They were really just my own version of books that I didn't know how what I was doing, honestly. And it actually cost me more paying them $50 an hour to go backwards and retrace all my steps than it would have just to keep a bookkeeper on the whole time. So I learned my lesson. It was an expensive lesson. Back to, you know, failures. I was like, ouch, that hurt. That cost me probably four times the amount of what it would have cost me just to have a bookkeeper the whole time. <laughs> so, this you know, true. it's kind of I'm one of those. To get a, oh, I'm no, I did use a bookkeeper one year. Um, I found that was helpful, but so we have a lot I'm of trying to um, get a bookkeeper. Now with the game truck, my um, goal is because I deal with the payroll. I deal with a lot of the finances and stuff like that. Um, my goal is to actually bring in a bookkeeper for this. Yeah, like, Because we're about to do something even greater. And this and on, and what's going to end up happening is we're about to open up another company. And the other company, I'm actually going to be legally tied to that. So I'm just like, okay, we definitely need to get a bookkeeper. I've been saying this. Once the second truck came, I was like, nah, we, we, we need a bookkeeper. Like, no, no, I mean, like, for real. We have an amazing accountant because I use her for myself as well. Um, but I just like a bookkeeper. One, they're cheaper. <laughs> they're cheaper in terms of keeping your books in order because for her, it's a little more expensive to have her there. I mean, but she gives us better advice. Um, and that's a good thing about it, too. But yeah, it's a, it's a lot of work in terms of juggling and keeping them out and all this other stuff. And, and forget it when you don't pay taxes or rather you don't file taxes for a couple of years, having to go back, which has happened to me, having to go back to try to clean that up is very ugly and very sticky. Okay. We have quite a few um, virtual bookkeepers in our area, kind of also side hustle bookkeepers that in, it's not a full-time thing for the entrepreneurs, right? Making sure that you understand how much time is associated with bookkeeping. It's not 
So making sure that you use them almost like a virtual assistant type role, I think is really important in entrepreneurial endeavors. I Finding the person you touch, the person you trust, that's the big challenge. Well, and that speaks your language because, you know, I'm not a CPA. I don't have any desire to speak that language. So being able to find a bookkeeper that can take all this stuff, and like you said, your big book of receipts or your post-it notes with random crap, I can take that and put it like all into use because that's what a lot of times my bookkeeper, she she does her job and she does it well and she earns every penny that I pay her because that's the crap she gets. She gets my like like voice text of I need blah, 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 blah you know, sent to her. You know, and but she's able to take all the stuff going on and be able to translate that into something. And I think that's super important is to find somebody that works well with the way that you work, because mm -hmm. it doesn't make sense, even though it's great for us to have, you know, to better our systems and stuff. And that's fine. But, you know, you can't become a completely different person to be able to work with somebody. So I think it's very important to be able to find somebody that you work well with that can kind of tap into the way your brain already works. Right. Exactly, 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 exactly. It's important that um, entrepreneurs also interview their accountants and their bookkeepers because sometimes it's not a good fit. So the accountant that I work with, she normally deals with corporate America. So when I first, I've, I've had her for over 10 years now. Um, I, has been over the neck. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Oh my God. Since 2001. OMG. <laughs> okay. Focusing. Sorry about that. I just like, oh my God. We have, we're having a 20 year anniversary. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> it took, it took a minute for us to gel. Like I actually um, introduced her to Robert, who is the owner of um, the game truck. And they didn't mesh well at first. And that's basically because he he didn't interview her. He just needed her to do whatever it was that he needed to do, but he didn't know what he needed to do, but he just knew he needed to file taxes. And so that's why it's important that you interview them. You ask them questions. It's okay to ask your accountant, your bookkeeper questions. Because it's not always a good fit. I mean, they fit now that, you know, they leveled they off. But a couple of years together. It's important right? that you ask those questions because you want to be able to. I got rid of an accountant because I couldn't. Out of an accountant because I couldn't reach him after tax season. That's how I found her. I'm like, mm -hmm. I need to be able to call you. Um, recently, I called her up because the new business that we're looking to go into they're saying to us oh well what what we'll do is we'll take you on and bring you on and give you shares to our company and what we'll do is send on you and and i'm like wait a minute that doesn't even sound like it's supposed to even go together so i called her up to find out and in the middle of tax season called her up she took the time out and spoke to me for 20 minutes so that we can now make a better um, decision moving forward. Because my whole thing is, what is what's going on with the tax? You ten ninety nine in me? You know what's going on? Are we, you know, am I getting a K one? Like, <laughs> so very important. Absolutely. Yeah. 
Jeff, you've been what? quiet. Do you have any questions? No, right. I'm curious. I'm curious what your photography business is. You're curious about how the photography business is going. No, I'm curious what what it is. Like, what, what do you take? What, what do you, what is your photography business exactly? Like, what do you what do you take pictures of, and what is the business? I itself? actually, <laughs> I actually just got back into photography. When I learned how to take pictures, it was with film. That's how old, long ago it was. And I was so disgusted when the digital camera came out because I felt like, you don't have no skills. You need this eye to take the picture. <laughs> and um, I was very rebellious for 20 plus years. And then I actually took a picture with the phone on my camera. I said, like, oh, this is amazing. And I ended up taking pictures. So I actually launched a business last year. Um, if you ever go on the website, which is chemisphotos.com, uh, or you follow me on Instagram, every single picture I took there, which doesn't look like it, but every picture that I took there was on the game truck. So the game truck helped me to build my muscle in terms of my pictures. So I have a lot of pictures of people. Even though I don't really particularly care to take pictures of people, um, I have a lot of pictures of people and people in intimate moments. You know, um, I like to take pictures of nature. You don't see that much of that in my portfolio and stuff, but I'm also, I love black and white. That's it. I'm, I'm a black and white girl. Every photo that I I get, I try to make it black and white. And I think that's going to be my niche moving forward is black and white. So what's interesting is with my um, photo business, I'm actually launching um, a photo. I had a photo booth before, but I'm launching a 360 photo booth. Um, and that is going to be amazing. That is, it's, does anybody know what 360? Mm -hmm. uh photo booth is yeah. i haven't seen I one see, i see one head yeah i know yeah i know i know all the way around i know you know that goes all the way around and it's amazing and people want that stuff they want they want i take it went to somebody went to for their wedding oh girl boy we just went to the next level in in in, in, in photography. That's just like in photo booths. That's that's a wrap. That's a wrap. I already know. I'm and it's in and it costs. It costs. It's not cheap. It's not cheap. So by next month, I'll actually have it. And I was um and Best Buy trying to get my Mac converted over. Trying to get my Mac converted over because it only works in Windows. I'm like ah. <laughs> this daggone computer caused my arm and a leg and I can't even do nothing with it. <laughs> but yeah, so I'm so excited about that. Um, just follow me on Instagram and you'll see it all. Kemisphotos.com. Um, it's going to be, it's just like so amazing. So, yeah. so is it Kimmy with a Y or a camera and everything? Is it Kimmy Spell with a Y? Spell Kimmy. K-I-M-M-I-E-Postrophe-S-Photos. 
but no apostrophe, of course, in the, in the dot com. Yeah. Um, but on Instagram, you'll see some stuff because I'm actually, I, that's what I was actually doing before we got on the um, on the show. I was trying to edit some stuff, not trying, but editing some stuff to actually put up on my Instagram. Because that used to be my PIP women Instagram. So if you go all the way down, you'll see a whole bunch of PIP stuff. But now it's Kimmy's photo. So I'm super gotcha. excited about that. Super excited. Cool. Exciting. Awesome. So, Angela, you have anything else that you want to ask? Or I feel like I'm talking the whole time. I always feel like I'm talking the whole time. No, I think it generally, <laughs> it's, it's usually balanced. So, hey, um, Kim, what got you started? Like, how did you, I don't know, start walking into, I know you said your grandma and entrepreneurial, but how did you get started into the, the real estate and just what made you look that direction? I laugh because when I say this name, y'all all know who I'm talking about, Carlton Sheep. Okay. Everybody here knows Carlton Sheep? Okay, I see a couple of nods and, a, and I think I see somebody just staring like, Who? what? <laughs> um, you know those famous info commercials at night? Like the late night king. Exactly. <laughs> oh so one night, I tell you no lie, I'm on the floor in front of my, my little 19-inch TV and I hear this man talking about real estate and I'm just like, what? Oh. What? Ah, are you serious? I woke up out of my sleep. I was like, this is it. This is it. But please understand. I said, this is it. This is it. But I didn't do anything for over a decade. I didn't do anything until I got into my 40s. So you know how long ago he was on. And it wasn't <laughs> until I got into my 40s that that's when I did it. That's when I said, you know what, the hell with it, let's do it. You know what I mean? You're never mm -hmm. too old to start anything. You're no. never too old. Like when you point. think about all the people who have done really amazing things, they were over 50. Yeah. So they were already polished, groomed, and did all of that, did everything they were gonna do. And now they're like, boom. Because once you get to a certain age, it's like, forget everybody. It doesn't matter what anybody's done. It doesn't matter what anybody said. It's like, I'm just gonna do it. So I got this epiphany in my 30s or maybe even in my late 20s. I don't even remember. But I didn't do, I didn't actually start until I was 40. I bought my first house at 43. I turned 44. I signed on the 29th, I signed on 29th, on the 29th of August and September 5th, that was my birthday. So I, that was my birthday gift to me. December that 5th? That was my birthday gift to me. December so. 5th? Yep. Is yep. that you? No, it's the day before my son though. So my- um, That's right, thank you. But it's a that's a holiday in Germany, right? Saint Nicholas Day is a present. That's we don't have Santa Claus, we have Saint Nicholas. So it's a good day. Good job. 
You came day. just in time. Yep. Hey. <laughs> well, sometimes my birthday falls on Labor Day, just like the sun right here in the United States. Sometimes it falls on Labor Day, and everybody's out partying. <laughs> <laughs> I think we all need to party a little bit more right now. Absolutely. Yep. Very much so. Very much so. Very much so. I can't wait to take myself to Cancun next month. Yes. And take some sunning and staying and all the other things that are in Cancun that stay in Cancun. But you know, Kim, you, you've proven that even through this pandemic and things that, that we've gone through, uh, entrepreneurs can still succeed. And I think that's important yeah. to know. Uh, there, there are people that have given up. There are people that don't have hope. There are people that have lost their jobs and they've, you know, they've got everything coming down on them. But there are people like you that are really out there pushing and, and there's hope. And, and, you know, listening to this entire hour, um, I mean, you bring, you bring a dynamic energy anyway. I mean, I I've known you transparency. I've known you for what, 10 years now. And every time I think in every conversation, I've been better for it because Kim, I, I've been some, I've, you know, been down and low, and Kim raises the roof on me. So there's nothing I can, I can do about that. But uh, I mean, people need to know that there, there really are opportunities out there. It's just a matter of you researching and grinding to find them. Absolutely, this is true. And and getting the I can't, I can't. I'm too old. I have fear. Like moving those things out of the way. Because your mind believes whatever you tell it. So if you tell your mind you're fat, then you're fat. If you tell your mind you're a loser, then you're a loser. Whatever your mind, whatever you tell your mind, it believes it. The universe doesn't know good from bad. The universe just knows. And that's it. And during this pandemic time, this is the truth. There's more money out there now than there had ever been. Listen, you had a restaurant, it closed down. That means because you need to be mobile. That means you need to be mobile. You had a candy store. So what? Closed down. It means that you need to be mobile. Like right now, it's all about mobile. Whatever you do. I come in contact with a lot of parents on the game chalk, and I'm talking to them, and I tell them all the time, whatever you're doing, make it mobile. Make it mobile. Make it so that there's certain areas, there's certain target markets that you want to be able to target. You're a barber. You want to target the seniors. You go hook up with the funeral home. Oh, excuse me. Nursing home. Nursing home. Funeral home. Not a funeral home. Right. No funerals. Although, somebody just called me. Um, I had did a Zoom, mind you, I don't really you know, I don't know too much about it. I put the Zoom on my phone and did somebody's funeral. The lady called me up and said, oh, well, she didn't call me up. She called Robert up. And she was like, oh, um, does that lady do that professionally? He's like, oh, she's a professional photographer. Give her my number. I have an event. I need somebody to, I'm just saying. <laughs> It's money out there. Like, yeah. I don't understand people. Like, there's money out there. There is money out there. You're waiting on the stimulus check? Do something with the check. I'm not getting it. That's just something. Um, do something with your stimulus check. 
You know what I'm saying? Buy a popcorn machine maker. Buy um cotton candy machine maker. Put up some ads on Google. I have and giant games. Mm-hmm. I have giant games that I rent out. That's my business that I rent. So when you're having a party, I have 10 games that you get for $250. Oh my gosh, that's Life awesome. size operation, Jenga, Connect Four, Miniature Golf, um, Air Hockey, a pool table. All these oh. things are mini thing things. There's money to be made, and the summertime awesome. is coming. Oh my goodness! Go get one of those icy things <laughs> and pushing around. I'm just yeah, saying. Absolutely. Yeah. You can never say, and this is that's the thing about the United States. You can never say that there's no money. When they say the the road is paved with gold, they didn't lie. You just got to be looking. You just got to be you. What the? Because mm. there's a need. There's a need. Somebody, I was talking to somebody about being mobile in a group that I'm in. Um, her sweet spot. Uh, that's the name of the podcast. Sorry. Her sweet something. Lord Marsha didn't <laughs> kill me. I messed up her name. Um, <laughs> and I was sharing with them about being mobile. She sent me a, a, a link to these guys that have a mobile boutique. Sure enough, I went on their website and ended up buying something from them. There's money. People got money. I'm, I'm sorry. People have money. If they sit down and tell you they don't have money, they're lying. Let that car break down. They're going <laughs> to find that money. Let the lights go out. They're going to find it. Let them go need a weed. They're going to find it. I'm just saying. There's money. And I want all your listeners to know that, that there's money out there. Whatever there is, take a chance on yourself. Don't worry about anybody else. Take a chance on your own self. Put up your own money. Enjoy the process. Enjoy the hurt, the pain, the sweat, the glory. Enjoy everything. If you know the story of, I can't think of her name, but it cosmetics. Oh my goodness. Look at her story. She's amazing today. I can't think of what her name is. Jamie. I can't think of her name. But it's it's cosmetics. She just released a book or releasing a book. Believe it. Listen, you got a passion, tap into it. Why not get paid for it? That's what I think. Why not get paid for it? I mean, there's quite a few in cosmetics, right? You can do from Mary Kay to Unique to, um, yeah, there's there's quite a few. Bare Naked, I think, is one. Good stories. Very good stories. Very good stories. I mean, all you got to do is, Tap into it. Just tap right. in. And what you don't know, ask somebody. It's okay to ask. Yeah. It's okay to ask for help. That's the whole thing. You don't get the help from that person. That person, it's no big deal. Go to the next person. Ask for help. And ask for help more than one time. I find a way <laughs> Right. And ask for help more than one time. I Keep agree. asking. Say that one more time. Ask for help more than one time. Keep asking. Absolutely. It's really important that we keep asking that persistence is critical, but also there's a psychological effect where if you ask them and they say no, and you ask them again, they are, I can't remember the statistic off the top of my head, um, like something like 75% more likely to say yes the second time because they feel guilty for having said no the first time. 
So there's research on how many times to ask. Just ask my son. Yeah, it's all about structuring the conversation. But I, I think also with, with what we talked about today, the moral has to be that there, it, there are opportunities out there. It's just Absolutely. a matter of how much you want to go get those opportunities. That's, yeah. that's Persistent. Persistent. And don't be afraid. Yeah, don't be afraid to try. I always right. tell people, you know, again, I'm a risk taker. I just don't risk what I can't, what I can't afford to lose. So. You know, I think that's the big thing. Never risk more than you can afraid, be afraid to lose. But, you know, you need to risk. It's going to take a risk. It's going to take a little bit of fear, but do it afraid. So. Yep. Yep. This is true. This is so true. That is so true. I had to I had to tell that to myself because I, I wanted to do a project and um, it was the project I felt was going to my ready my ready cash like touchable mm -hmm. was um going to take me down to zero Ooh. and um i just remember grant grant cardone saying i start at zero every day but like ray say stretch the conversation and in the middle of stretching the conversation you may get an investor you may okay. get somebody who's like on board um you know you just got to get out of your own head. That's really yeah. what it is. You got to get out of your own head and and stay out of your own head and have people around you that will stretch you and make you grow. Because how many times have I spoken to Ray and he's made me look at stuff different? Um, made me, like, totally stretched me. Um, I remember one time I called him. I was like, I got to buy this. He came to my rescue and slapped me in my face and said, girl, get it together. Let's think about a plan. He didn't literally. Yeah, I was waiting for him to go. Actually, you. for the record. For the record. Right. For the record. for the record, he did not touch me at all. But when he said what he said, he was like. That was a verbal slap. Him, you don't have to do that right now. Remember that when I was in the I was in the car dealership. I was like, ah, ah, "Did you know where we spend this money for this? I can go buy three houses with this amount of money." And he was like, "You don't have to buy it right now." <laughs> oh, I don't. Okay. And then he walked me to the bus stop. <laughs> yep. Wow. Awesome. <laughs> you need you need friends like that though. You need connections like that because again, like you said, you do get lost in your own head sometimes. And sure. we can tend to make a problem be more inflated than it actually is. You know, and I think it takes that other person to go, listen, you don't have to have all the answers right this second. You just have to take right. the first step. Right. Thank there's value in speaking your truth, right? So that other people hear it. It's one way of asking, but maybe not asking, but putting it out there, manifesting where you need to go. And sometimes the universe just provides for you, right? Like Ray was there at the right time when he needed to hear it. You needed to hear it. He was there. But speaking your truth, asking for help, being persistent. I think all of these are kind of like the same same pillar of manifesting and that positivity that you, we have to bring every day to entrepreneurial adventures. Absolutely. I love it. And you have to learn learn to look inside of you. You have to you have to channel that inside and be honest with yourself. 
there are certain things that you can't do at certain times. Uh, as, as long as you're honest with yourself, you can do anything. All right. True, true, true. Well, it's been great having you on today. I want you to give a shout out where people can follow you. I know you mentioned the Instagram. Is there anywhere else where you want people to check you out or to follow you? So on Facebook, I am PIP Women Rock on Facebook. I am Kimmy's Photos on Facebook. I am those. I am Kimmy's Photos on um, Instagram. Instagram. Um, and then I have the Bronx Game Truck, um, which is a whole nother entity on its own. All yes, right. I love those well, game trucks. Oh, yeah. I decided to go out there and go get my own. That's all right. Yeah, go big or go home, right? So, um, so yeah, it's been great having you on. Jeff, Ray, Angela, as usual, thank you so much for helping to co-host this. And thanks to all the listeners. We did have a few comments, whoever Facebook user is. I don't know if that's Cammy again. It tends to be Cammy half the time. Um, Mick said, hey to everybody. And then um, he's flirting with you, Jeff. He said that you're the man. So um, other than that, thanks to everybody for listening. Make sure you check out Kim and all her many irons in the fire and make sure you tune in every tuesday for business acceleration playbook tuesdays at 1 p.m eastern standard time you all have anything else you want to say before we head out thanks, thanks everyone so much for having thank you me. yeah it was great great to meet you kim thank you all right